It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the Rassel Men, a whoopcast. And a podcast that is certainly not best suited for the task that has now fallen to us. Because we have to start and we have to be very serious. Because here in our Georgia scene, we lost a major player in our wrestling world. And I'm speaking, of course, of Charles Anschutz, who is the owner and operator of Southern Fried Championship Wrestling. And um, Tipping Point did an excellent job a couple weeks back of sort of giving Charles a, a goodbye. An opportunity to kind of say goodbye and to sum up what he was going through, and, and it was very well done. Kudos to Larry and Steve. Um, it was very well handled. But unfortunately, it falls to this silly group to handle the epilogue. Because we lost Charles over this past week and just the way that things have fallen out. We're the first ones on the network who will have an opportunity to speak about it. Um, and I've thought long and hard about how to handle this and, you know, um, the night it happened, I'm looking, you know, and obviously Facebook is flooded with people who are wishing him well, and rightfully so. But for me, um, that just is not on brand for me, personally. That's just not a thing I typically would do. And I felt like Charles deserved a little something extra. Um, so I'm going to be super honest and, quite frankly, a little raw. And anybody who knows me knows this is not <laughs> this is not on brand. Um, this is not what I do. Um, but... I came to know Charles because I, I worked his show one time in Southern Fried's infancy, and it was not good. The show was not good. The ring was not good. The building was not good. The talent was worse, except for us. Um, and I was greeted the next morning with several calls and text messages scolding me for having worked that show. And so that kind of cast Charles in my mind a certain way. And then as Southern Fried found their footing, the show got much better. No one can deny that that show got much better to the fact that I think they won promotion of the year, maybe in like their second year of, of operation. Um, and But Charles ran the show that drew a lot more than my show did 20 minutes from me. And wrestling has a way of making you very angry about that. That's just part of the old vestige. Even though we're none of us are on the level that used to be here, um, you still look at people's numbers and you get jealous and you get spiteful and you get angry. And he did it a different way than I would have done it. And, you know, so again, I just kind of had certain a certain attitude about the man's name. I really didn't know the man other than he had booked me, treated me very well, um, was very respectful to us and put us in a very good position. That's all I knew. Um, but I sort of let all that other stuff kind of get in my head. I'm like, ah, that guy, you know, what's that guy? He don't know nothing about wrestling. He ain't never bumped. He's just some dude that wanted to run a show. And he talks a lot of shit. Um, he's kind of, he's a big dude. He just kind of takes up a lot of space. He draws your eye to him. And I was like, Hey, dumbass, you're describing the person in the mirror. 
Um, and so that realization kind of made me step back and, and sort of look at Charles the man more than just Charles the person who occupied the same, uh, who, who worked in the same place that I did. And what you see when you look at that man was someone who was beloved by just about everybody that knew him for real, like people that knew him for real adored him. And he was also a man that never met somebody who he didn't want to help. And he never, even though he flew too close to the sun um, for some of our uh, opinions and what he was trying to accomplish in wrestling, he was always a guy who was sort of all shucks about it. Like you, 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 you could interpret what he was doing as he was trying to be the king of wrestling. But on the other side, you could interpret it as this is a guy who's just a fan of this thing, who grew up loving this thing, and now wants to do as much of this thing as he can. And more importantly than any of that is he is a man who spoke so highly of his family and who his family spoke highly of him and the people that knew him the most just adored him. And to the point where, you know, when we would refer to him, it was just Uncle Charles because not that any of my group necessarily had that relationship with him, but it seemed like everybody in his group had that relationship with him. Like, oh, is he coming to work PCW tonight? No, you know, he's booked for Uncle Charles. And so while we were kind of, you know, putting the boots to him a little bit about that, it was said with a, a, an air of respect because we knew that he was a guy that took care of the guys that came to work for him. And he tried so many different things that all of us might have turned our noses up a little bit about, you know, trying to educate a crowd that grew up on Southern wrestling. You know, Charles loved, Charles loved wrestling in all its forms, and he wanted his crowd to see wrestling in all its forms. And he would try things that we would scoff at a little bit and say, that's never going to work in Monroe. Some of it did, some of it didn't, but by and large, it usually did work in Monroe. And when anarchy was about to die and there were so many people who didn't want it to die, it was Charles, the outsider, who decided to keep it going, who stepped in and said, I'll, I'll foot the bill for this thing and I will make sure it doesn't die. And that was met with a lot of raised eyebrows and, and a lot of animosity. And maybe it didn't go the way that everybody wanted it to go. But by God, he kept it afloat. And look at it right now. If not for Charles doing what he did then, the amazing things that Dan and Rick are able to accomplish right now there would not happen because it would have died. It was on the chopping block. None of those guys who were in who, who people thought should take it were either in a position to take it or they didn't have the interest to take it. I don't care about the specifics of it. I know at the end of the day, Charles stuck his neck out for it. And all those things are commendable. And all those things are what we should remember when we think about the man who loved this thing that we all love enough that he put his time, his effort, and his finances in it. And I say all that to bring it to this point. Wrestling has a way of pitting us against each other. We all join our gang, and our gang is our thing, and we think we're the best. And that's not inherently wrong. But what is wrong is to miss an opportunity to interact and befriend someone who, who has the same value system, the same belief structure, the same love for this business that you do, just because they're on the other side of the fence. So if we don't learn anything but this, from Charles's life and his passing. Let us remember, we're all in the same boat. Now, I don't mean 
that if somebody's just an out-and-out -out asshole, <laughs> don't treat them like an out-and-out -out asshole. But at least take a minute to understand if they're your kind of asshole. So Charles, we salute you, we think about your family, and we will not forget you. We're going to take a break, we're going to play some super sad music because that seems like the right thing to do. And then we're going to come back and we're going to be our normal, silly selves. This is WrestleMania. My father had a Randall knife. My mother gave it to him. When he went off to World War II to save us all from ruin. Now, if you've ever held a Randall knife, you know my father well. If a better blade was ever made, it was probably forged in hell. My father was a good man He was a lawyer by his trade Only once did I ever see him misuse the blade Well, it almost cut his thumb off When he took it for a tool Ah, the knife was made for darker things You could not bend the rule Well, he let me take it camping once On a Boy Scout jamboree <laughs> I broke a half an inch off Trying to stick it in a tree Well, I hid it from him for a while But the knife and he were one And he put it in his bottom drawer Without a hard It slept and there it stayed for twenty some odd years. Sort of like Excalibur, except waiting for a tear. Forty, and I couldn't find a way to cry. Not because I didn't love him, not because he didn't try. Well, I'd cried for every lesser thing, for whiskey, pain, and beauty. But he deserved a better tear, and I was not quite ready. So we took his ashes out to sea And poured them off the stern And then through the roses in the wake Of everything we'd learned And when we got back to the house They asked me what I wanted Not the law books, not the watch 
need the thing he's haunted. Oh, my hand burned for the Randall knife there in the bottom drawer. And I found a tear for my father's life and all that it stood for. edition of the Matt Couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are a limited group today. Uh, we are scattered to the four corners. Foot is off making towns. Shard is up at, at Anarchy, I believe. Him and Grandpa. Him and Grandpa, referee of the year. Shane Marks is a, a rat bastard, yeah. as always. And Bill the Butcher, I'm sure, is, I don't know, skinning something, uh, <laughs> sharpening a sword, you know, doing something like that. Uh, tearing up shorts, whatever it is that he gets up to in the lair that he calls home. But you do have me. I'm Hankins. Probably should have said that before so nobody can attribute my comments to somebody else. <laughs> I said that. I was very articulate. <laughs> That's Brian Blaze. That's my Matt Myers. Hello. And you, we are the WrestleMan. Um, normally, I try to have some structure to this thing. Today ain't that day, guys. It ain't that day. Um, it is. It's. It's been a hectic week. I launched into a new wrestling endeavor today um, that I will not speak of <laughs> anymore. Share with the class, hey guys. You don't. You don't want any parts of this. No. This is some deep wrestling shit that you don't want to get into. That's my favorite wrestling shit, is because everybody has the thing where they're like, oh man, I, I've done this gig, and I don't want to talk about it, let's just not, but the check cleared. Check cleared, and I'm very excited about it, I just don't want, you You got, you You wouldn't get it. You, it's, you know, I'm super, I'm super hipster about it, you guys just wouldn't get it. No. This is like that scene no. in, uh, what is that, what's the movie, the, the Johnny Cash parody movie? Oh, with John C. Riley. Walk, walk hard. Walk, walk hard. Yeah. It's, it's when he busts in the room and, and his drummer's like, you don't want any of this, man. Yeah, it's great. You'll be high and you'll have all these girls. You don't want this, man. This is that moment. So we're going to have a little bit of a wrestling potpourri. Uh, we're going to try to work backwards and then uh, go through some things we didn't get to touch on last week because we were, again, scattered to all the corners of the earth. Backlash. Really? Um we watched Backlash here as a group, as we normally do, and I would say to a man, we all walked away very entertained, fairly satisfied. We were a little confused about the ordering. 
As wrestling people, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, that all we was like was like, well, the title match should have got precedent over Roman Reigns. Right. As but, wrestling people, but but with otherwise. a with a with a um non convincing finish, a double disqualification or a double count, whatever you want to call it. Best finish in the world. You, Brian, the Brian Blaze is what we call yeah. it here. <laughs> um, I understand why you don't have that be your main event, main event, send the crowd home on that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally understand why you have Roman Reigns win in the end because that's the decision they've made. That's where they're going. You got to stick to your guns. You got to stick to your guns. Um, a wise man once told me in not these exact words... Don't let the fans dictate to you. You dictate to them. And that's what they're doing. Um, and I understand that that's a choice that they've made. A lot of people aren't on board with it. But if you know that that's the decision they've made, then why are we fighting? Don't fuss about it. it it's just, the, I think, the four, it's been four years. So it wasn't like it was like, oh, man, this year they decided to go with Roman? Okay, well, I guess I'll go on that journey. It's like, four years? Four years of Roman sucks? Four years of everybody hating on that dude? Like, come on, man. I mean, something's got to change. And I, I think on this point, it's it's on Roman now. Yeah. So like, as 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 the guy, he he has to step up being the cradle one in this one. Like, guys, we got to change. Oh, so you so, think it's on Roman yeah, in I the mean, back? like Yeah, in the back, because they're they going to still go with it. But if I right. was Roman, I'm like, Roman is the, I don't think Roman, the performer, can do anything else. Oh, no, no. The performer is fine, but... but okay, I, I can understand he that. He needs to be repackaged. Like, everybody was talking about Bray and the whole Laker reincarnation. I think Bray's character is fine. They just got to do something. Tease it out. Yeah. Do so, yeah. But Roman, he needs to change completely. And they've had... So that's that is the conundrum. They've had every opportunity yeah. to do it, but they're not going to do it because they want the t- the big baby face. Yeah, um, I mean they got a big baby face, a literal, a literal baby. giant baby face <laughs> who is both a giant and also has the face of a baby. Right, <laughs> <laughs> he has the face of a child, and he teams with children. Um, right. So, so that okay, let's let's get to that thing first before we get into. What I'm sure I'm going to be fussing at the microphone about with Styles and Nakamura and the reaction to that, but like, so clearly, they we just said they're going with Roman. Mm-hmm. Why then do you go so far with Braun Strowman? Why do you make him this monster among men, as they call him, and why do you give him everything? You give him everything you can give him. He gets to turn over cars. He gets to tear down the set. He gets to use a giant base to beat down Elias. He gets to have the kid with him at WrestleMania, which I know you know people think this thing or that thing. But again, that's a that is a bold move. Yeah, to give to the dude who is at best second in the pecking order on the babyface side. <laughs> Why, why do you think they do that, Matt? You're smart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why everybody does anything. Uh, you know, I think the fans feel like they picked him. Okay. And, and they have that that investment in him. Because I was firmly ready whenever he did the thing with Elias. that I was like, and this is where they turn on him. Yeah. This is where yeah. it comes on. I was like, because it's just a little bit past the point. Yeah. It's just a little too silly. And they didn't. They, they liked didn't. It. They loved it. And But I think it's because they feel that they made the choice of like, we like this guy. And like Roman, which they liked him in the shield. And as and soon as they didn't as, like him. Yeah. As soon as yeah. it happened, they were like, okay, now we're washing our hands of him. So um, do you think that they have the foresight? Because what you lined, what you said is exactly what happened. Do you think they had the foresight to 
to play the fans enough to say, okay, we need the wrestling storyline needs a big baby face mm-hmm. and as an archetype. You have to, it's essential to the storytelling that we do. We need one. We want it to be this guy and we're not going to deviate from this because now we've invested too much effort into making it so. But if we can fool these dummies into thinking that they made this guy, then we can have our cake and also eat the cake that we had. <laughs> <laughs> get that get them cakes. <laughs> Grab them cakes. Grab them cakes. Do you think that they're that slick? I, you know, I think it, if you see it happening, there's no reason to fight that. Unless you're just going to be a complete asshole and you want to throw money away. Squash it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'd be like, okay, and you're like, you know what? This guy's building some steam, so how can we do that and still, because it's a different kind of fan. Yes. Yeah. Though so just winning isn't enough. Yeah. Just being put in the spot isn't enough. They have to feel like they're invested in that they made Yeah. They made that, that guy. Yeah. So I think, yeah, why not roll with it? And if you can put a couple of stumbling blocks in front of them, so where they're, like Daniel Bryan, where they just yeah. feel like, oh, Oh man, why do they keep screwing this guy? Yep. Don't screw him. And then they feel like we we created. We that. did it. And man, that's a terrible place to be in a wrestling company. It is. <laughs> Which, they, but they're not. They're an entertainment company. But I can't think of a movie analogy where the star of the movie is over here, and his scenes don't resonate. But the the co star did. I can't think of that happening. <laughs> I, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you. They're not making a, a Luke Skywalker movie. Exactly. They're a Han Solo. Movie. Exactly. <laughs> so Han Solo is the guy who everyone. Yeah. Okay. Vader so is. yeah, that is a good. That is that is the example that we're working with here. Is that yeah? You're right. I mean, what did they do between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi? I don't care. I want to <laughs> know what Han Solo did. I want to see him go around a badass ship and do some cool shit. Stuff. Shit, he just solved the puzzle. <laughs> I'm out here, deuces. <laughs> Fucking Bron Solo. <laughs> Bron Solo's a badass name. Bron Solo. Where's my secretary? Write that down. Um, so, Brian, what do you think? I just fantasy book a whole... Because we said we're not going to do it, but... We said we're not going to do it. But, <laughs> again, they're coming up on another opportunity to, like, all right, we can go, we can change Roman here. But... They they got all the opportunities that money in the bank. Just I honestly it's something they, it's the same thing they did with Roman and uh I was about to say Braun Bray. Yeah. Mm. They can do the exact same thing. Yeah. But switch the switch the roles. This Braun climbing a lot, he's about to grab money in the bank, and here comes Roman. I, I would love it. Everybody seems to think that that's the right way to go, but I just don't see it happening. Um, no, it's, and, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I thought like we're screaming down a well <laughs> at that. So let us get to Nakamura and AJ Styles three at this point that happened at Backlash. It's been three matches. It's been three matches since Mania. As we said on this podcast that night after Mania, this is going to happen at least five times. So yeah. we're we're, tr- we're trending in the right direction. Yeah. So the first one, um, AJ wins clean. Nakamura turns. The second one, uh, double, double count out in, in Saudi Arabia. And in this third one, I didn't like the booking right from the beginning. Why would AJ Styles, who has been victimized by the low blow, go out and want a match where the low blow becomes now legal? I guess dumb babyface says, all right, your dick's as open as mine is now. <laughs> but I don't want to I don't want to hit your dick. But if you hit my dick, I will hit your dick. Mm-hmm. So... That's what it comes down to. <laughs> Dick lash. Dick. Oh. 
that's the next pay-per-view. Dick, Dick Lash. Lash. Um, I thought the match was, I think that this feud is being built the way that feuds are to be built as far as the in-ring product. The mm-hmm. first match did not show you a tenth of what they're capable of. The second match showed you a little more, but it also built on a storyline that was happening, so the wrestling was not given away. The third match showed you more of what they can do, more of what you wanted to see. There were a few times in there where Shinsuke just got downright stiff. Uh, well, I, was, <laughs> I was calling him real for it. Red Shoes all night. Yeah, right, exactly. It became goddamn Red Shoes. Like, AJ's just confused. Yeah. Like, Red Shoes, get him off of me. And it started to go that way, and then they built to a finish that was, I punch your dick, you punch my dick. We punch each other a little bit more, then we both punch each other's dicks, and we're done. That's how a feud works. Right. That's, that's how it happens. It's, it's, an, it's a very old school yeah. way of it. Because the next thing would be Bruno in a cage. And so, that it's smart. It's very smart. And they haven't done it for such a long time. That the fans that, now are confused by it. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> but was the finish? And they're like, yeah, Bruno in a cage. And why? This was the match that everybody wanted to see at Mania. Now you get to see it over and over and over. That's how wrestling should work. This yeah. is the thing that's being done as wrestling should be done. And it's not, and the, and, but the people still react I mean, they, to it. They just about to get to the exact same match at Money in the Bank. Yeah. Because they, they're going to go from, what, no disqualification to a street fight? Which is the same thing in right, games? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> However, I will say I'm bated breath if I get to see Nakamura's street fight attire. <laughs> Nakamura is going to be in his same red gimmicks. <laughs> I'm here for that. Um, outside of that, uh, I wonder. I wonder how much of the backlash to Nakamura and Styles was due to the placement on the card, and then the fact that Roman went over. In the I end. think all of it. You think that that was the overlap that people just got mad at the end and then decided yeah. to be mad at everything? Yeah. I don't know how anybody could be mad. The match was fine. The match was, was fine. It was third from last, and it was the WWE title, right? And I'm, come on, man, put it put it on last. I, I yeah. I can understand being angry at the placement, but I don't I also don't think those people give a shit about the lineage of the belt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't think that, that I don't yeah. think that solves a problem either. Right. They don't. Um I don't know how anybody could be mad at the Elias segment, which I heard people complain about that. So Elias Were comes they? out to do his thing. Best. He's interrupted by the New Day, who I'm giving a, a rundown for Matt folks who hadn't seen it. I didn't watch it, sorry. Um but the New Day is who has a big big bass drum and, and the trombone and they're doing their thing. <laughs> that was a small bass drum. And then <laughs> And then they're interrupted by uh, what? Uh, uh, it was Aiden English. Aiden English and Finally. Rusev. They come out. They do a musical thing. Who was next in that? Uh, did then it was uh, we had it the, was it was uh, oh no way Jose no way Jose, no way Jose comes out with the conga line and during all that fracas, Bobby okay. Roode slides in, hits Elias with the big DDT, does a crazy dance, and everybody goes back up the ramp. And I'm like, this is how a character like Elias can be used on a pay per view. Break up all this action, 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 action. This was genuinely entertaining and funny. And I'm a person who will not laugh at some wrestling shit if I don't like it. And I thoroughly liked this. I thought everything about it was done well. Um, but people complained about that. What was the beef? That was, was it? ten guys to get paid. What are we wasting time for here? Uh, what is this? Because it keeps them. It propels their feud. It keeps things going. He doesn't have to take a loss. Exactly. It, it's fun. You don't have to watch a Bobby Roode Elias match. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that should be the number about one thing right there. Thirteen people that get paid on that one. Spot. Yes. Yeah. Everybody got paid. Yeah. Um. You know. And nobody's home. <laughs> if If I had a true like critique of the thing, I might critique. 
Charlotte and uh, Carmella from the fact that I don't know why if the finish was going to be Charlotte hits a, misses a moonsault, tweaks her knee, Carmella gets the pin. I don't know why that the match was laid out so that Carmella got everything. Yeah, I she, mean, she, she took most of the she offense. She took most of the offense. Hmm. And it was it was longer than it, both of them. Longer than it needed to be. Longer than it needed to be. And and not only did she take most of the offense, it wasn't like she caught Charlotte slipping and draped her knee over the rope and did something nasty. Yeah, it was just you know the stru- the, the course of the match, the knee gets tweaked. That's and, what I told. Him. I told him. he should she should have went over dirtier. Yeah, dirtier. That was the finish. I, be that, dirty. that was that finish was pretty much all on Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, she missed and hurt her knee. Right. So I don't know how you come back from that. That would be a tweak. And then I, Naya as champion is fine. Alexa Bliss as a challenger is fine. But their chemistry in the ring is just not what I would like it to be. It is hard. It is very difficult to do big person, small person when the big person's the baby and the small yeah. person's the heel. That is a difficult move to pull off. Daniel Bryan even had struggled with it during his heel run. Him and Mark Henry had a tough time making that work, and, you know, certainly asking Nia Jackson, Alexa Bliss to do it is, it, but that was fine. Everything else was fine, but it's just, we're just in this place of, we're hypercritical, mm-hmm. um, overcritical to a degree, which brings me to my next point, the Bobby Lashley promo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't I think don't, we can be critical on that. I don't think it was hypercritical. <laughs> <laughs> to show us people who are not hypercritical. Um, so we just showed it to Matt <laughs> right before we started recording. So he saw this about 20 minutes ago. Um, so anybody who hasn't seen it, Bobby Lashley is dressed like uh, Bagger Vance. <laughs> it's a very small suit. Um, he looks like he looks like your cousin who just got back from the military, has come to church for the first time since he got back, and he's just wearing the same suit he was wearing before he left. And it's a little, he's, he's gotten to the military and he's filled out a little bit, and this suit just is ill-fitting now. Yeah. He's wearing a cool tamarishan, and he's sitting very close to Renee Young. I noticed that. His <laughs> legs were touching. I was like, Dean Ambrose is going to be furious. Yes. <laughs> you cannot yeah. leave Renee Young open or Dean Ambrose will sneak in. Um, sitting very close to Renee Young. And he, the bulk of the, the interview was just, just him talking about his sisters. Just him talking about his sisters. Yeah. Um, you saw it kind of cold. You just like, hey, there's a Bible Lashley promo that's kind of weird. What did you think? You Especially from with you. Like, you understand <laughs> that thing better than we do from the point of acting because that is outside of wrestling. Yeah. That's not a wrestling thing at all. That right. is just a, a story being told us that we kind of don't understand. So what did you think of it? You know, I, the initial setup of it, I was super into because I was like, okay, this makes me think of, uh, I'm a big boxing fan, so I really like when they do fighter promos where they're like, this is this guy, he's got this wife, he's got this kid who has some kind of disease. They go into this big thing, they show pictures of them, and so when they go in and actually fight... I'm my sister get cancer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta do a promo on that. You, you, and Brian Blaze, uh, officially, y'all, pro-cancer. Yeah. <laughs> I watched him do it one night. <laughs> uh, so I liked it, because it puts, it puts stakes on the fighters when they go in, because you're like, oh, I hope this guy wins. He's got this thing. So I was like, okay, and I guess he's going to talk about his family and maybe his life and the stuff he's had to overcome. So I was like, I'm okay with that. But yeah, it was three minutes of him talking about his sisters, his relationship to his sisters. I don't see any way that that'll pay off at all. I don't, <laughs> I, I, 
unless somebody comes in and is just like, hey, I had sex with your sister or something like that, what? I don't see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something. So how are you going to get heat on that? Because I, I didn't, I didn't get it, that at all. When you mention it, it does take you back to like when, uh, when UFC was getting was starting to get hot, and they yep. had those interviews that looked just like that. Yep. Just man, black screen light, and he's talking about it. But yeah, I mean, they start off talking about their family, and then it gets into fighting and what you know what they're gonna do. But yeah. Yeah, they kind of did the inverse of that with this. <laughs> and he just looked deep into your eyes. Renee Young closes out the interview. Thank you so much for sitting very close to me, Bobby. I smell your drug car nowhere. Um, <laughs> could you? <laughs> and then he stops her and says, hey, hold up. One second. Hold up, sexy white lady. I got one thing I need to say to the people. And he looks, he swings over, looks directly in the camera, and then says, to my sisters, I love you. So, my first thought was like, okay, we're going to get an incest angle. Uh, yeah. as, a, <laughs> as an Alabamian, all for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm 100% in on this. Like, <laughs> finally, Pitt. something that speaks to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was Angle Vince wanted to do. Oh, I was oh, gonna yeah. say I wanted it with Stephanie and Shane, but finally we get it. Bobby Lashley and his big black ass sisters. <laughs> it's gonna be like a love affair between the offensive line of the New York Giants. <laughs> yeah, Jeter's not here clearly. He's gonna hear this. But yeah, that was that was so weird, and like I couldn't I couldn't fight back anybody who had a, a problem with it because like I just found it to be super weird. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to be one of these things we look back and like, oh, that's where they were no. going. Do, do you think it could be? Because again, they were just trying to re- repackage ideas. Could it be a thing like the McFoley interviews, where they're going to come back to him next week, and now we're going to talk a little bit about more about something else, it, and then come back it another? It could week? be. It could be the beginning of it. It very well could be. Um, because right now, if I look at Bobby Lashley, he is the most boring, biggest dude. Yep. Um, the only thing I can think of him from this current run is almost killing Big Cass in the Royal Rumble at Saudi Arabia. Did you see that spot, Matt? Uh-uh. Let me describe it to you. Yeah, it was on, before you describe it, it was on Cass. It was all Cass. <laughs> Brian, Brian and I disagree on this point. <laughs> but all as Cass. Brian is the wrestler, I will defer to his opinion. So, they're, first of all, they're having a 50-man battle royal that's mm-hmm. now in its... Oh, that was the last. Yeah, it's the last, last ten minutes. We're into the I, we're hour forty of this thing probably. Yeah. So Cass is in, Lashley's in, and Lashley's finisher currently is um, standing, standing vertical place. suplex, holding suplex. Okay, that's the big movie. Yeah. Does like Goldbergy? No, no, just, no, just the, the, hold, the holding you is the long. You know, he holds you okay. for a while. All right. Um, I like being held. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to get Cass up, and he can't go. So I think Sorry. the spot is. Oh, Cass is big. I can't get him up. Let me yank him up the second time. Yeah. So he proceeds to try to yank him up the second time. It ain't happening. Teeter totter, teeter totter. Brain buster room. And this happens at the apron. Wow. And so, for a second, Cass kind of sold it like, shit, I might be paralyzed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Cass rolls onto the bottom rope, and you clearly see Lashley roll over like, oh, God, are you dead? Oh, God, are you dead? Oh, God, are you dead? <laughs> so that's all I can think of him in this current run. Yeah. So he's he was boring the first time. Yeah. I found him to be just, big dude looks great. He's events type. Apparently, that's what it was. Yeah, like because I just seen a video on this other day, but they got him in OVW, and it was like this dude looks good. He's yep. Jack. 
Green as shit. Yeah. Let's keep, make sure Vince doesn't see him. Because <laughs> they want him. Yeah. Put a lamp shade on his head. That's what they said. That was the plan. It was like, all right, he's good, but he, he needs Put a lamp shade on his head. <laughs> what is that lamp? Oh, God, it's so vast. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, Vince saw him. And they Get him up here. They brought him up. Because, like, yeah, once he started, he was he, like. He calls a future president. You're not going to believe this, Donald. I got a big black buck for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember his first run a lot because he was just a big black guy that looked good. Big black dude looked good, and it took forever for him. Uh, like, my wife loved him. She uh, doesn't want to admit that now. She fucking loved Bobby Lashley. <laughs> it took a while, but he got some steam, and it, by the time he got some steam, he was just mm-hmm. mediocre. Mm-hmm. Well, he was in ECW, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. that thing, and. The tarnish yeah, was on him. Went, um, went to Raw first? He went to Raw, and then he was just gone. And then he hit a stride in TNA. That's what I was going to say. He, the, in TNA, everybody said, oh, he was booked great. He was booked well, and he worked heel. And he, he played arrogant, monster heel. And that... I don't know if it... <coughs> I don't know if it fits him better, or if it's just easier for him to portray. Mm. Because he doesn't have to do a whole lot. Right. Just come out, kick the shit out of people, and kind of have that smirk that he can have, and it worked. It worked very well. So I don't know, dude. I I hope it works for him because again, he looks great. Um, well, I got his for yeah, right. yeah. Hey, other than oh. damn eyebrows, but you know, we can't we can't fight nature, man. <laughs> can't fight nature. All right, Brian Blaze, this is your time. This is your time to shine, buddy. What is this song? Because you are gonna have to convince the Matt Couch why we should give a shit. About NXT TakeOver. <laughs> <laughs> Did we not talk about TakeOver? The last no, one? No, no. The, the upcoming, upcoming TakeOver. Um, um, so the card is finally out. I'll read the card real quick. Oh, yeah. And this could be some spoiler alerts. If you were getting spoiled by this podcast, you are lame. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gargano versus Ciampa in a street fight. Black versus Large Sullivan for the title. No. Nikki Cross versus Shayna Baszler for the title. Ricochet versus Velveteen and uh, a bunch of white boys that do stuff. Uh, <laughs> Matt didn't look- and versus white boys that do stuff that versus English white boys that do stuff. Oh yeah, who? It's uh, undisputed era. So O'Reilly and Roger Strong versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. That should be fine. <laughs> right, you're not doing a good, so not doing a good job, buddy. Wait, not doing a good on. job. Is I know you're gonna hate this question. Is Cole not defending his title? He's got a title now? I know I'm going to quit watching. They put that U.S. Uh, my, my the, um, North American title on Yeah. Mm. I don't see it listed here. You know, I, I guess they, I don't think they, I think based all on right. all the tapings, the net's done. Uh, I guess they had him wrestle twice in the last one. They don't want to. <laughs> again, Velveteen and Ricochet, gonna steal, they're going to steal that one. You think so? I For me, Brian. Um, Lars I, and Black is. Black is fine. Laura Sullivan is just... Right, you're doing a terrible job. I'm not watching it. Right now, my meter, the honka meter is on zero right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm on zero, too. I mean, you've read one good match on there. Yeah, the win, the women's on match, I'm actually curious. Because Nikki Cross, Nikki Cross is good. Yeah. But I'm, Shayna Baszler is still... I'm interested to see Shayna Baszler work somebody who's not as good as Ember exactly. Moon. Exactly. Yeah. So that, Because Ember Moon... Carried that thing. She did all the right stuff for. Uh, first, I'll take. I wish Foot was here so she could hear me do this. 
Um, that young lady may be the best of the bunch when it's all said and done. Yeah. Like you took if you look Ember Moon, yeah. if you look at the current crop that they have right now, and I know Oscar's there, and I know Charlotte's there, and both of those women are excellent. But there is something about Ember Moon that I can't put my finger on that is missing from the other ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and it could be that she. She gives off an energy that is both female and male. It is a it is it's 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 very woke. The energy she has is incredibly woke. <laughs> but but I liken her to like the best rock stars. Mm-hmm. Um Mick Jagger, clearly dude, but also had a feminine thing. Bowie, yeah. man, had a feminine thing. Um oh god, I'm blanking on her name, Myers. I'm gonna kill myself. Oh no! From the Pretenders. Oh, uh, hi, Chrissy Hyde. Chrissy Hyde, female, but also has sort of. Uh, there's something captivating about yeah. that, and I think that that might be what Ember Moon has. Just because stylistically, how she goes about her business, it is an energy that is not purely. She does not fit the mold of women's wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but and just that way, amazing. Like Nakamura almost has like some of his things yeah. are kind of feminine yes. to me. Yes, but I think he's, he's interesting. That's yeah. what kind of makes him kind of rock star. Yeah. She has a rock star. Yeah, quality. she's got a, a star vibe to her. I agree, and honestly, I just hope they get it backstage too. Yeah, because yeah, she is very good, and I mean, she's been everybody's giving giving her props. Stone Cold. I mean, if Stone Cold gives him props, I'm like, I damn, I just something about her. Man. Backstage, y'all yeah. need, need to be listening. You know, she needs to slow down, slow down, sell a little more. I tell you what, she reminds me of when I first got up here. I was a ringmaster. <laughs> <laughs> right but, uh, yeah, I mean, when it comes down to Nikki Cross, so, Nikki Cross, yeah. I don't Nikki know Cross how long is, she's been in it, but she's she's good. But I don't know if she's gonna be able to carry. Again, she is. I don't know if she can be the carrier. I've yeah. seen. And it's not to say that people have. Carried Nikki Cross. Who did she have that crazy ass? Was Oscar? She oh, had that crazy thing. To... It's a great match, but again, yeah. she's in there with somebody who is clearly great. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, don't know how it works with just two people that they treated her just like Sanity, where yeah. everything else that wasn't a marquee match was essentially just a squash. Yes. Yeah. So we don't know what to expect. So this is yeah. her opportunity to make some. Uh, to, and this is probably why she stayed back for this very reason, probably. because they don't have. Any other women ready to step into this role? It's too soon for this one. This one hadn't been built right. This one's tied up with this other thing. No, they did a thing. I think it was a first NXT show after Mania, where like they just kept showcasing their women to like set up like, all right, all them women are gone. This is our new women. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. And Nina didn't get it, of course. But well, I'm like, how do you how do you not get that? They said they, <laughs> this is what they're doing. They're telling yeah, you. And the other women are gone. We got to start caring about these women, folks. Yeah. Exactly. Literally, they have nobody else. They just, don't. Their their women's crop right now is struggling. Which is strange because they had that women's tournament. Shayna Baszler came and was in that yep. women's tournament, mm-hmm. and there were there were people in there. I was like, oh, they're gonna pluck them. I wish shouldn't even be going down this road without Bill. He you, yeah. can you imagine when Bill hears this? Yeah. How angry he's gonna be in his car when he's Darren's listening to this. <laughs> We should we should say all their names wrong. Oh, yeah. like, oh God! You're killing me. This whole podcast is about being mean to the people who aren't <laughs> here. here. Uh, but certainly, Bianca Belair, I think, is going to be big time. Um, did you see when she did? <laughs> yeah, oh, she's got a lot of stuff that she does very well. They're go- they're going to be fine, mm-hmm. but at the moment, 
those they, they haven't developed the personalities and even those that can work aren't haven't been put forth in a way that I consider them stars yet in yeah. NXT. So they got some work to do there. And I think Nikki Cross is a good person to go to because she does work character. Yep. Even without sanity, she yep. still is going to have that character. And hopefully that will bring everybody else up with them to be like, look, you gotta, you're going to have to start showing your personality. Yep. You're going to have to show us what and, you're And if, if anything, for all the things that NXT has done well, and I think they've done a lot of things well, I think that is the thing they have done the best is to make the women wrestlers there mm-hmm. um, stand out in a way that makes them wrestlers first, women second. Yeah. I don't think anybody has said, oh man, Bailey and Sasha was a good women's match. No, it's a good match. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Asuka and, and, and Crazy Girl, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross, yeah. Wasn't a good women's match. It was just a good, good match. match. Yeah. Um, and that's what they've done. All that stuff that they take credit for on the big show started down there. Yeah. Um, so tell me, Brian, <laughs> tell me, why do you think Ricochet and Velveteen are going to steal the show? Well, I, I, let me tell you why I don't think it's going to be that way. Because well, I think the styles clash. I don't think that those styles oh, don't, are going to work well together. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they they are going to have that problem. But Velveteen, I, he's proven everybody wrong so far. With the matches he's... Oh, he's not... Uh, let me say, you're, I don't think he's the problem in this your match. Problem is <laughs> your problem is true. Oh, well, if if they down at the uh, PC doing everything right, maybe they didn't work, work a little bit. Work, work some of that stuff out of Ricochet. It's like, all right, you can't do all this. You can't do everything. <laughs> you can't do all the spots, dude. <laughs> Save some for later and just work a match. I mean, he, he's been at this. So here's why, here's why I worry about it. Um, the Aleister Black Velveteen Dream Match was incredible, but yeah. it was incredible because they told a great story. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm not a person who watches NXT every time it's on. Sometimes I go months between it. I'm in one of those spots right now. So have they told a great story between him and Ricochet? They they just had their first meet this week. Oh Jesus! So, so you're ahead of the curve. That's right? out. <laughs> um. So and 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 Black worked. They they put together a match that worked well for both of them. It was a match where I knew what the finish was going to be. I had no uh, no inkling, never thought that Black would lose the match. But they did it in such a way that it made Velveteen, by having him say his name afterwards, and that was wrestling orgasm. Oh, my God, they're doing wrestling right. I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they he had the program with, with Cassius Ono, FCH. Um, and and I thought that match was good. I know that there were a couple of missed spots in it, yeah. but I thought that Ono did a very good job of putting himself so, and putting Dream in place. What you're saying is you don't think Ricochet knows how to tell the story. There you go. And I don't, more importantly than that, I don't think Ricochet knows how to lead a guy who needs to be led. That, you that's right? What, that's what I was thinking. It's, it's, it's probably, it's not going to be a good style matchup just because... Velveteen may not know what he wants out mm-hmm. of it, and Ricochet is going to want something that's yep. not really going to work for the match. Yep. But I don't know. I mean, maybe I, mean, I, I hope it works. It for goes him. back to what I said a few few shows ago with Ricochet doing doing all the spots is what got his job. Uh, yeah. And yeah. 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 He hasn't been in the ring with somebody lately that I can think of off the top of my head that's going to make him slow down and tell the story. Like. Slowly towards the end of his towards the end of his indie career, he was 
not doing all the spots, but at the same time, he still was doing. Yeah, I'm I'm past doing all the spots on Ricochet. Like I'm I'm not even critiquing him on that. I'm just saying that I can't recall a time where I've seen him work with a guy and felt like that he was doing anything in the match to help that guy look better. And that's even including him watching him work against people that are established on the indie scene and very good and and who, quite frankly, could just take the match over if they wanted to. Even then, I don't think he did anything to help the opponent that he was, to to match himself to the opponent that he was working. I'm trying to think if he ever wrestled Jay Lethal, because I know if he wrestled Lethal, Lethal would make him do it. Right, yeah. But But I don't don't, don't think think of a time where where he's done that. And that's what I worry about is I don't know that he had enough experience lately with guys that were so far that was that were that the gap athletically between the two of them was so strong. Not to say that Velveteen is a chump and can't do anything, but just his knowledge base and his ability to do things is not where Ricochet's is. And you got to do things to bridge that gap. Uh, maybe it, maybe if the story is just come in and Ricochet's going to play the hits and roll, <laughs> roll over him and, and move on to well, something else. Velveteen did. That's bad. Kind of, that's, trying yeah. to say anything you can do, I can do better. He did say that. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think that should be the case going into this match. Yeah, because he It should be, I, you do all your stupid shit, and I'm just going to I'm going to cut you off and figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Now, it will be funny if it's a match where Velveteen Dream is trying to one-up Ricochet. That's funny. <laughs> but that's, that's not what we want to see. It don't do shit yeah. for Velveteen Dream, who is a character that they have built very well. And so so here that that brings me to like the 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 two sides of NXT. There's the side that I'm I'm gonna say Triple H just because it's I don't know. I'm not I don't know the inner workings of NXT. I'm just gonna say Triple H because that is the the person. current zeitgeist. That Triple H does it all. I'm going to say there's the side that Triple H goes out and he signs everybody he wants to sign from the indies. He just cuts on his Roku and he goes to <laughs> <laughs> he goes to the NDRS channel and he just kind of got to stop listening to Pritchard. Um, and he just and he picks everybody he wants and he signs them and there they are and off they go. And then there's the side that is Velveteen Dream, that is uh, Lars. Lars Sullivan. That is, what's my man that just debuted? Uh, the Hawaiian guy? Uh, Kona Reeves. Kona Reeves. Then there's the Kona Reeveses. Then there's the uh, the Fandangos and the, the other one, the Tyler Breezes, uh, mm-hmm. who have to be developed. Yeah. Yeah. And they have done such a good job with Velveteen of a guy who none of us thought, you know, he was on Tough Enough. He didn't, he washed out there. They signed him, whatever. They did a good job of building this thing up. You can't let that get chewed up by indie guy who you just signed out of nowhere. If if you can't think of a better way to make it, it cannot be Ricochet rolls over Velveteen right. unless there's a long term plan. Right. But it can't be Ricochet versus Velveteen and then he moves on to EC3. That can't be the case. Well, yeah. This is where I thought that. North American title is going to come in. Right. Because you got all these guys. I, 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 I would have lost money on that bet. I would have I would have bet you the farm that Velveteen was the guy that came out that, there with that's it. That's what I it thought, it felt too. like tailor-made for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it may, it would have made more sense. This match would make a lot more sense now. Yes. If it yes, it would. Velveteen defending his title against Ricochet. Yeah. So, Brian, is, is Velveteen Dream a heel or a babyface? <sighs> he's, a, he's a heel. But... At full sale, he's a face. 
He's every, everything that comes out of his mouth on the mic is healed. But the crowd at Full Sail, they don't. Okay, it. they All was right. chatting. Rick, they was telling Ricochet, "Where's your socks?" <laughs> <laughs> But and where were they? As a wrestler, he, sh- he should have known better. I mean, go out there. Sockless. Yeah. Unless he's Kenta. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just that Full Sail is a mark crowd. So, Matt, let me ask you. You know, you, you we consume NXT about the same amount, probably. Yeah. Um, you saw the Gargano Champa thing, yeah. the last match. We'll talk about no, you know what? I did not see that last oh, match. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Oh, okay. I didn't did want to see it. It's just one of those things I just had Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, this is even better. So, <laughs> if I told you, imagine a world. Uh, you know, there's a long build up to this. You know the story. Yeah, yeah I know. saw the, the turn yeah. on. I thought it was great. So, they have a match that is not sanctioned. Okay. And it is excellent. And as much as I don't like to admit things like that, it is an Excellent match. Do those guys fit under your qualification of white guys who do stuff? They don't actually. Really? Um, they don't. They don't fit the qual they because not. Gargano right? is a thing. Uh-huh. Like he is fight from underneath, baby, 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 and that is an ethos. Mm-hmm. Champa is another thing. I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's not white guy that does stuff. Yeah, um, probably because he looks mostly like a skeleton. Um, <laughs> oftentimes, Triple H sometimes looks like uh, Tommaso Ciampa wearing a Triple H mask now. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't fit that thing. Okay, um, they don't do the super kick. Right, you're right. That's a big, that's a big that is a dead giveaway of white guy doing stuff. <laughs> dead giveaway. Actually, Gargano does. As a person, and, and I'm saying that as a person who might be turning around on the Young Bucks. Save that for another episode. Okay. It's the white man. They went up to Superhead. They went up to Superhead. They went up to everywhere. They don't do it. Um, but so they, they had an amazing match. Okay. And it had a decisive, clean finish. It was an unsanctioned match. Um, there were what there were no rules, right? I mean, there was a referee there. Did they do rope breaks? Any of that stuff? I'm trying. I'm struggling to remember. It, that, I, I don't think there was. A rope I don't think there was a rope break, but done well. It was fine. Yeah. If I told you that Mid Atlantic had done that, Dallas had done that. Mm-hmm. What would be next for those two men if if that happened? The babyface wins this match that I just laid out for the, you the of a long view. Yeah. That I mean, because I would assume that that would be a blow off. Um, because they're like, oh, and now now anything goes, and the babyface finally triumphs, and that's the thing that we've been waiting for. So what is next for them? Street fight. Street fight. <laughs> yeah. It's the James match, man. Street fight. Huh. I mean, I, I'm sure it'll be great. But it will be. As, I don't have any any reservations that this match will be very entertaining, brutal. I, I don't have reservations. I don't I don't think that they're not capable of topping the match they did before. I think that those two guys, because they have that thing of two guys that know each other, yeah. two guys that are friendly, you know they can go out there and knock the shit out of one another, apologize in the back, ride home together. Like that's the thing that it is. It's that thing. Yeah. And those things always make the best matches. But I can't for the life of me, Brian Blaze, understand. How you follow up, and I, 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 I understand that this flies sort of in the face of my Nakamura Styles argument in that the unsanctioned match was their first match. It was the first time they actually wrestled each other. Yeah. No, you, you're right. But they they kind of, again, working the inverse. But where, how the fuck do you end this? This is, must be the second of three. Uh, death. <laughs> right? Somebody yes. has to die, a right? Death. 
match. Look, so and even I, to the point that I mean, are are we taking deathmatch off the table? Are we saying WWE. I'm I'm more? taking deathmatch off. The, I'm taking deathmatch death off. They'll kill the you table. if you're in a limo. <laughs> That's that's maybe that's the thing they could do. I don't know. I mean, because who can survive? Because this limo ride, six at, flags this summer. At this point, you go unsanctioned street fight, death match, <laughs> Texas death match. That's the only yeah. thing left. Or in WWE's case, it might be a full unsanctioned Are we, street fight, hell in the cell. Okay, let me posit this, and I know we said we wouldn't fantasy book, but this is not fantasy booking. This is this is just what's happening. Estimations. So Champa wins this thing somehow. Mm-hmm. Um. They have told the story that Gargano's wife is there. Maybe that thing. Played, I'm pretty sure she's going to. That plays into finish. it somehow, and that's mm-hmm. fine. I, 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 let me be clear. I'm not saying that this is not going to be good or entertaining. I'm just saying we're in a different world when this is the way that things happen. Are we angling toward the first NXT Hell in a Cell? Is that where we're headed? If we talking about because that's the, the October pay per view. No, I think it's going to be the one before SummerSlam. Is that where we're headed? I think so. Hmm. And is it possible that maybe we get it up on the main card? No. I think yeah, it, I, I think you're right. I think yeah. it stays on NXT yeah. and just have something. another. I would hope NXT. that they wouldn't put it on the main card because nobody would, they, yeah, not I enough mean, people would know. It, if they put it on the SummerSlam main card with Roman Reigns as the fucking main event, people are literally <laughs> going to be like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've seen everything I need to see. I don't want to see Roman Reigns get beat again. I, I'm good. I'll see y'all later. All right. Well, somehow we got to 50 ish minutes. Right. <laughs> We've done it again. I had a thing that. I, uh, do I want to get into that? Yeah, fuck it. We're going to get into it. Um, so, moving on to Japan. Um. <laughs> Omega Okada. Oh, the one I see. four. Is this? It is. It's four. Omega Okada four has been announced. The stipulations are <laughs> no time limit. No. Two, two out of three falls. Oh, the stars. What is the over and under on how long this match goes? It's it's half the New Japan. Show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's half that four hour show is gonna come on. Like like wait, this is only two hours in. <laughs> At least. I ain't gonna say that. They probably go seventy. I put the no. Yeah, I think I said seventy five. I think I said an hour fifteen is. Yeah. You've already done a Broadway in an hour, yeah. right? I mean, they good. They, I mean, it's, I'm pretty sure Kenny. Like, All right, man, you ask a little too much, and especially if I ain't win, if I if Kenny's not winning, it's like Kenny, Kenny, it's Kenny. Like, the hell's the point of going sixty minutes? Because <laughs> 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 I'll be back there pining for that good. 15 that Sammy and Cesaro did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out of three. Yeah. How do you, how do you, because the expectation is going to be, this is going to be a long ass it's match. Right, right, and, right. And that's hard. So how do you build Which, up speculation? What was the last one? Um, the, last the last one, one was, Kenny went over, uh, Kenny went over at for the, the, for the U.S. New Japan Cup, right? Was it the New Japan Cup? I think it was. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, and that was, you know, a, I don't, I don't remember that match being that long. I remember being, you know, it was good. It was no, fine. It was I just don't remember being... 25 because it was five yeah, minutes till... Yeah, exactly. Five, five minutes till time ran out. So, yes, that's right. So, you know, they've they've taken it away, but by saying that it's two out of three falls, by saying that it's no time limits, you have, you've created a level of expectation. Now, here's what I don't know. Maybe they go 62. I don't know 
how Japanese fans interpret that. Hmm. I don't know if... (laughs) Hi. I don't know if they look at that the same way that we do and say, oh, they announced these things, so we now should expect these things. They seem to be better at that than we are. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you when you have the no DQ for Omega Jericho, I don't think they had a bloodlust on. Yeah. Um, well, neither did they. They was like, what? <laughs> Why are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. In my mind, it, it has to go a long time in order to necessitate the stipulation. Right. Um, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they, they could be pulling the curtain. Like, they could be. Like, yeah. So, we're just going to say all this and we're going to get out does, a five-minute match. Is this the time that Okada has to drop that title? He already beat out TT, so... Already beat out TT with the most successful defenses. He's into his fourth year? I think he is comp- he's 700 days. 700 days in. So he's into his, he is into his third year as champ. As the champion. I mean maybe maybe he's maybe he's got something coming up that he needs to break. Or fucking 700 days is just a long time to be champion. Yeah. yeah. I mean personally Kenny probably should have won it. Kenny probably should have won it match 2. Right. But and I understand why he didn't. Yeah. Because they can squeeze the juice. Yeah. They can squeeze the juice. Um, and also the the whole taste of Kenny and Cody. You got to mm-hmm. get that out your mouth. Too, yeah. Yeah. And that seemed like a thing where it was, everybody was on the same page. Like, okay, don't put the belt on me yet, ghetto. I want to do this thing with the Bullet Club and mm-hmm. all this sabada sabada. Because all in, but whatever, why, whatever reason is. Because we got to do all this stuff. Cool. You've got the best wrestler in the world holding your title right now, so I think you're fine. But are we getting to the point where it is, if you don't do it now, when can you do it? Right. If it's not this match, then I just don't know when it would be, because I don't know what the next level is. Right. It's an Iron Man match that's no time limit. And and the ring is also spinning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I think they just announced that um, for... Suzuki's 30th anniversary. He's wrestling Okada. Yeah. He's wrestling Okada. <laughs> Apparently he asked for it too. Okada did? No. Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have to wrestle Nobody himself. right mind going to ask for Suzuki. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know what? Suzuki, he's been wrestling 30 years. Yeah, I'll wrestle. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nah. I don't want to go out there and get beat again. Ghetto, what's wrong with you? Well, all right, guys, we got to Japan, and you know who lives there. It is our old friend, Tiger Mask. Tiger Mask, take us home. But I can't help falling in love with you. Down inside, 
It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.